A study released from Payments.com in January of this year revealed that an increasing number of U.S. consumers at all income levels are finding it hard to put money aside for savings. In fact, 9.3 million more U.S. consumers are living paycheck to paycheck at the end of 2022 than the previous year. 8 million of these consumers earn more than $100,000 a year. Let me repeat that. 8 million consumers earning more than $100,000 are living paycheck to paycheck. That's what we're going to chat about today. And we're going to explore steps that you can take to overcome this if this is you or ways to avoid it happening to you. Stay tuned. So everyone dreams of living a life of abundance, but here's the harsh truth. Having a higher income doesn't guarantee spending wisdom and your toys may eventually suffocate you financially. Are you there yet? In fact, 8 million people earning over six figures are actually living paycheck to paycheck. But it's time we change that for you. Welcome to Budgeting Brilliance, a podcast for busy career-focused moms feeling stuck between mounting credit cards and cars. I'm Shauna Lay, a family budgeting expert specializing in tools that corporate moms can use to change their perspective of budgeting as a necessary evil to being an empowering tool to make smarter decisions. If you've been looking for a budgeting network focused on more than just frugal living, you're in the right place. Stop letting your finances dictate your life. So what's interesting about this study is that the number is actually rising. Because back in December of 2021, the same study indicated that the number of those who said they were living paycheck to paycheck was at 42% of the high income individuals. Compared to the January study, it's now at nine percentage points higher than it was before. And that's just in one year. And if you don't think that this is you, consider this. How long can you live without an income? Do you rely on it to provide you with basic needs? I stumbled across a message in a budgeting forum recently where a lady that we'll call her Anna, she made $125,000 a year at her job. Because of budget cuts, she was let go. Just like that. She noted that she was able to pay off a large portion of her debt. She didn't say how, you know, where the money came from. Potentially, she got some sort of severance pay. Um, but she could have had some savings. But you know what? Despite that, she is struggling to find another job to replace that income. All she could snag up quickly that she noted in the forum was a job that made $40,000 a year. Wow, that is an $85,000 pay cut. Talk about a kick in the gut. So if you are let go from your job, do you have enough money to make your next mortgage payment? Put food on the table? 
If you don't have several months of savings set aside to cover those living expenses, then you are the statistic. You're living paycheck to paycheck. You may not feel that you're struggling. You probably make sufficient money to pay your bills right now. Maybe even a little left over for some really cool guilt-free spending. But what if you lost that job today? Does that help to change your perspective? Hey friends, I wanted to pause real quick to let you know about a special Facebook group that I have specifically for you. Career Moms Focused on Budgeting and Financial Success. So in this group, you can feel safe to ask your most pressing budgeting questions without fear or rejection. So head on over to my website, sanitysense.com, to get your link to our private group today. So let's just take a moment to think about that. How safe do you feel right now? How much longer can you go and allow yourself to use credit cards to pay for things that are necessary? When are you going to take accountability? Only spend within your means. Focus on eliminating debt. You know, all of those adulting things that we should be doing, but sometimes are too relaxed in our processes to really stop and think about it. So in our jobs, though, we take mitigating steps. We think about the risks that are coming ahead. We need to do the same thing in our budgets. With these uncertain times, you just can't afford not to. Whew. So I'm not one to dwell in negativity. So let's just shake that off. We're, from right here, we're going to flip it. Let's start bringing in some good vibes, set ourselves up for success, because life is so much more fun that way, right? So what are we going to do about it? How do we turn the tide? You know, we are powerful businesswomen. We're managing over $100,000 a year in household income. We can do this. A few things come to mind for me. One, first and foremost, you have to have your budget in order. I mean, that's just basic foundational principles. I teach the calendar method as being the most intuitive way to manage and to forecast your spending. Using my guardrails, it'll help guide you in making better decisions. You can find more details about my calendar method and those things in a free kit that I have on my website, sanitysense.com. Feel free to go out there and learn more. Number two. Now, of course, here in today's discussion, we need to make savings a priority, but you shouldn't go into savings until you pour everything into number three. So number three is really it's debt elimination, debt reduction, because you really need to get rid of the debt before you focus on the savings. You know, if I think like about Anna and what she had done there. Reducing her debt allowed her to lower her monthly expenses. Had she not done that, she wouldn't have been able to make her new, very much lower income work for her. I have a free resource out on my website as well, dedicated to debt elimination. That is a key priority. Number four, similar to debt elimination, we need to stop our frivolous spending. So what are you spending money on every month that needs to be canceled so that you can focus on paying down debt? I'm not saying do it forever. 
it's really just we need to focus. So we need to turn our attention. Let's get rid of all miscellaneous expenses that don't move the needle that can help us focus on debt reduction. I shared once before how I helped my son uncover over $100 worth of savings by canceling unused subscriptions, things that he had forgotten about, stopped using, didn't bother. You have to start being intentional. Get your bank statements out. See what you can cut. But remember the goal here? We're trying to focus on increasing savings at the end of the day. Don't just stop at freeing up money to go shopping. I know it's tempting. (laughs) And other people in the household, if they hear that you're like cutting things out and you're like, oh, look at all the savings we have. And they want to go out and spend it. But you can't do that right here. Not right now. You need to stay focused. I find it extremely beneficial for assisting families to remain focused on debt reduction. And to stop wanting to bring in new debt is if you focus on goal planning as well. But my method of goal planning isn't one of those like, what do you want to have in the future? It it goes a lot deeper. I teach you to first take a look at what you did last year. What do we need to change? What do we need to improve to get better? Where are we lacking? Then you want to take a look at your current year. Ideally, you would start this right at the beginning of the year. What do we need to focus on this year? Especially self-care. Your personal well-being is vital. So once you kind of evaluate that, we want to turn to the house, the car, other types of maintenance. What upcoming expenses do we have? How much sooner before the kids are in college? You also need to focus on your career. Do you need more training um, to reach certain aspirations for yourself? What do you want to achieve between now and five years from now? Are there big vacations? Is there a new house in the horizon? New appliances? Goal planning is vital because once you identify those things and write them down, calculate the total cost, set a target date, Start a sinking fund for it so that you have monthly payments set aside. Once you do that and those goals are top of mind, they are coming out of your budget. It helps to stop impulse buying because your money is being redirected elsewhere. So let's be intentional about our goals because goals can help with debt elimination. An expense reduction, really. Hey, I want to pause real quick just to give you a quick message. Friends, if you are ready to take that all-important next step in transforming not only your budget, but your family's future as well, I have a limited time offer to help you do just that. You see, it's my mission here to help set you up so that you are not living under overwhelming debt that is stifling your spirit. I want to help you reconnect with your kids and rediscover your own purpose. For a limited time, I'm offering a highly discounted rate on my one-on-one coaching along with my new program, Budget Mastery. Over the next several weeks, we'll have a chance to help one another. I will help you get on the path to an improved financial outlook. And during our time together, you'll help me 
dial in my program to ensure that it's serving you in the best way possible. So if you're finally ready to listen to that tug on your heart and get started, please drop me an email. The information is in the show notes. So let's just shift our focus from things that are purely budget financial to being intentional. Why can I say that word? Being intentional about your career. So if I were coaching Anna, and if you recall, she had an $85,000 pay cut, I would have had a lot of questions related to her job search and what she did there. Like, what did her resume look like? Did it express how invaluable her skills were? Did she really do a good job at highlighting what she did for her company, what her accomplishments were? Because if it did, she could have attracted a higher paying company instead of those that were just offering $40,000. Not that $40,000 isn't a bad thing, but we're, we're looking at someone who was making one twenty-five. She obviously had some chops there. Maybe she just isn't kind of adept at the right way to job search. So if you haven't gone online, looked at some YouTube videos about the right way to set up your resume so that it shows your accomplishments versus I did this task, please do so today. Also, What did she do at work every day? Was she networking, taking advantage of learning new skills, really kind of differentiating herself from the crowd? All of these things could have helped her to have stood out when they were trying to figure out who to eliminate. You never know. She could have still been employed today had she taken some of these steps. So let me ask you, have you given any thought to about what makes you unique at work? When people reach out to you, what special knowledge or skill sets are they trying to get from you in particular? Really take some time. Contemplate that. Once I met someone who declared that she was a master at presentations. I was like, wow, okay, that's awesome. So you know what? If I had a big presentation, I was going to call her up next time and say, hey, can you just take a look at it? Declare your space. So let me give you an example. Let's explore this idea a little bit more. I had wanted to be someone who excelled at problem solving, right? So our department has a call every week where we review system issues, openly discuss preventative measures, how to Make sure that these issues don't happen again. So I discussed my objective about becoming someone really adept at problem solving with my manager. And I told her I wanted to focus on it more. We had no idea really like what steps I could do in order to make this happen. But I brainstormed some ideas. She supported my efforts. And so last year, I became very vocal on this call. I made it a point to really be genuine and offer up good ideas. Even if I didn't have an idea to offer, I would still at least 
ask questions, kind of probe, make that team kind of engage and explore what else could have been done. Last year, I also reached out to the team that runs that call and I shared some insights with them about how to boost their engagement, how to really bring in people and have people kind of want to collaborate more on the call. I also provided them with a quote from me and offered it as a suggestion like, hey, you can use this on our internal social channels, maybe as a testimony as to why I find that their program is so effective and how it can improve not only the systems that we support, but also a person's critical thinking skills. So your own personal skill development. They ended up using my quote in their um, annual training. Well, actually, they do this training twice a year. So everyone in the department has to take it. So the message about me and my problem-solving abilities was starting to get out. So much so that the manager of that group reached out to me to have me help him with an initiative that he had in his area. So I say all of this to kind of inspire you to really stop and explore what makes you unique. The technique is especially helpful. I find that if you're feeling bored with the daily grind of what you have going on, if you start to explore something that gives you more passion, things that you enjoy doing, it'll help reignite your spark and make you love your job more. I didn't know that the goal that I set for myself would have uncovered such different opportunities, but heck, I I didn't even know that I would have achieved the goal, but I sat down, thought of ways I provided genuine value, became vocal, And if had I not done that, I would have still been sitting on the sidelines wishing and dreaming that I could have been someone else. So friends, I pray that Anna's story does not become your story in the future. Please don't get blindsided. Develop a plan, set goals, explore your passions. It'll only help you in the long run. So let's shift those numbers of the next survey in a downward trend, right, for these high salary earners so that they are no longer feeling like they live paycheck to paycheck because they were intentional. They explore their expenses, cut down their debt, increase their savings, and set really solid goals. So let me know in the comments if today's message spoke to you. You agree or disagree and have other points that you would like to share that maybe I didn't include today? When you stop by SanitySense.com to download your free budget starter kit, drop me a note and let me know what other topics you would like to discuss. Be intentional. Budgeting and money management is essential to your success. And with that, let's get out there and budget your best life. So friends, I hope you found value in today's episode and that it encouraged you in some way to take an action towards focusing on your budget. If you would like to snag some free budgeting resources like a quick starter kit, debt elimination workbook, just head on over to my website, sanitysense.com. That's sanitysense, C-E-N-T-S dot
www.thepurposeofthinking.com. And if you liked today's episode, please consider leaving a five-star review so you can help others find this message and get the budgeting help that they've been longing for too. So here's to budgeting your best life.